0: Yeah, Dio's yeah, yeah. is like, everyone go help Kane and they show up and they're like, Kane, we're supposed to help you, and Kane's just like, oh, I don't need any help, um, do you guys want to, like, pick some flowers and then maybe we can give them all to Abby later? <laughs> Why is that something that he would do? I know. Hello, and welcome to our The 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray. I am a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, B.C., I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And if I were to take the flame, the first person that I would want to talk to is Lexa because I want like deets on everyone. I want all the jerk. mm, and my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding antiheroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. If I were to take the flame, the first person I'd want to talk to is Becca, because um, she's the only other person we know is in there. And yeah. also, um, what is her story? Yo, I want to know like what's what's her relationship with like Cadogan? Yes, or Cadigan? Exactly. Yes. Like like were they brother and sister? Were they mortal like business enemies? Were they married? Like yeah. were they like, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I want to know the tea. Today we have words to say about episode 509 of the 106 Semper Tyrannus. That is quite the title yeah especially when we were talking about it at the end of last episode Uh, it means thus always to tyrants and it was some it it is a a phrase in latin that is tied very heavily to uh assassinations oh right oh Mm -hmm. right because of john wilkes booth yeah right toot or boot oh huge toot yeah major toot for me as well I really enjoyed it. I just watched it. I've only watched it once. Like, I usually like to watch it at least twice. um, Mm -hmm. But I am... I'm busy. I'm supervising a film camp. So I'm literally in college residence right now while a bunch of kids are in class. (laughs) And I just was able to watch it this morning. And I only watched it once. So I'm hoping that I can remember everything. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. But major Um, toot. Yeah, huge toot. I just... The tension... Balance in this episode, that alone would give you like a toot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they it just kept like going higher and higher and higher and higher. And like I kept getting more and more stressed, like the more I watched this episode. And I was like, okay, my heart is pounding, which means I'm really invested, which means this is really good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So would you like to start with the shallow valley or the bunker? Ending with the bunker a lot lately, but like mm-hmm. I'm more interested in talking about the shallow valley. So you decide. I feel like the bunker has, like, the meat of the real, like, yes. relationship conflict. Yes. So let's save that for last and get yes. Shallow Valley and do that first. Sounds right. good. Okay, so down in the Shallow Valley, Abby's doing science stuff, and Dioza tells her that she would have made a good miner. Yeah. Because Abby's good at breaking up stuff underground, and I'm like, Dioza, you're really, like, you flirt weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But Abby's like, um, actually miners destroy things. Um, so don't ask me to do that. Yeah. She's like, oh, all right. McCreary rolls up with his crew and Abby and her pet Vincent hide the machine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love Vincent. He, he creeped me out this episode. I think he's supposed to. No, of course he's supposed yeah. to. But he like grabbed her and I was like, he wants your hands. I know. I was like, don't touch Run away! Her. He's going to cut off your hands. Yeah. Well, before that, though, of course, Vincent is hiding because Dioza told him to hide. I'm like, how do you hide a human that large? Abby and Dioza lie their butts off to old McCreary. And then he walks out and they're like, oh, come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, McCreary's, like, getting real mad. And he's like, um, well, you hid, like, me being like kidnapped from people and everyone knows that you weren't going to trade anyone for me and Abby's like hey it's a shame you're still alive yeah that really sucks that that sucks and then like things start getting really tense between McCreary and Dioza and Vincent walks in and he's like crowded and I'm like Frankenstein's monster who even is this guy if he had bolts at the side of his neck I would be like yeah no that makes sense (laughs) well I'm still not quite convinced that he's not a cannibal Neither am I. I think he takes people's feet and then he eats them. Oh, right. But why, why just their feet? Why just their hands and feet? Like that doesn't even have that much meat on them. Well, you know how, I don't, I'm sure you know about this because this is like Canadian lore, except that it's actually true. You know how feet keep washing up on the beaches here? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's like Vincent in training. Like, Every he has like a whole stash and sometimes he loses them, right? I just heard it it was because running shoes float what with the feet inside them, yeah. It is, but now I'm saying it's Vincent. Oh, okay, yeah, thanks. But there's been something like 13 feet that have washed up on BC beaches, yeah. (laughs) And people are like, Why is that happening? It's like, Well, because bodies end up in the ocean and they float places, don't worry Mm -hmm. about it, but anyway. McCreary's super mad and Dioza's like hey maybe we should leave Abby to do her work because like I came to check on her too and I'm like you came to weirdly flirt with her what else were you doing are you trying to make friends (laughs) that's not how you do it buckaroo like it's kind of cute like I feel like Dioza actually like wants to be friends with Abby now Yeah. yeah and so McCreary's like okay bye okay so Abby says that McCreary only has, like, a week or two left, like, at right. most. Yeah. And is like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> She's like, cool, so not too much longer, right? Yeah, right? Like, how much longer do I have to put up with this guy? Mm-hmm. So they're going to cure all of DiOS's people's first, like, the ones that she trusts, and then everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then Vincent touches Abby, and I'm really, really, really uncomfortable. Yep. I'm like, um, excuse me. No, thanks. He's like, killing someone and letting them die aren't the same thing, and I'm like, You would know. You literally kill people? I mean, isn't that, like, literally the difference between manslaughter and involuntary manslaughter? Like, Like, either way, you still, like... You're still going to jail. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, okay, this isn't a very big spoiler because it, like, happens pretty early on in the series, but, like... You're about to talk about Lost, aren't you? No, I'm actually about to talk about Orphan Black. Oh, my God. So, Allison has this nemesis named Ainsley. And Ainsley's like, I'm from the parent, well, like the neighborhood watch, and she's I just forgot like about this. one of those, you know. Oh yeah, she's like the PTA mom. And Allison would never like actually kill somebody at that point in the story. Yep. Um, mm. but like she goes over to Ainsley's house, and her scarf gets cut, like stuck in the garbage disposal, and she like chokes to death in front of Allison, and Allison doesn't do anything. So. But, like, Allison didn't actually have anything to do with that. She just, like... She kind of just watched it happen. It's like lying by omission, but, like, murder by omission. Yeah. You're like, oh, you watched it happen, and you could have done something, but you didn't. It's... I don't want to say it's even more terrible, but it almost feels like it. It's It's pretty terrible. Yeah, I can't... Yeah. Because it's like you had the ability to say something, and you didn't. Yeah. So... And I mean, Abby's a doctor who took a Hippocratic oath. Yes. So literally, Vincent's like, it's okay, you can let people die. And Abby's like, that's super not my job. Yeah, that's super not what I signed up for. So Dioza tells him to go get the machine. And she says, careful, doc, you took a thorn out of a lion's foot, but he's still a lion. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, how many of these little like sayings do you have stored up in there? She's been thinking about him for a real long ass time. I feel like Dioza was definitely on Tumblr. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, And she was like red milk and honey. Like she like, yeah, just stored yeah. away all these little cores. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love Dioza the Millennial so much. Elsewhere slash in the church, space crew are having a nice argument about everyone being alive yes. when maybe they shouldn't be. And somehow Murphy is the voice of reason? Um, can I just <laughs> say one thing about this? Yes. Um, I love him. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. He's like, hey, we're all on the same team, right? Right? Right, And guys? I'm like, okay, Troy Bolton. We're all in this together, you guys. We're all in this together once we know Kate, that's literally Murphy, though. Aww. I was like, are you kidding me? This is some precious stuff that's going on right now. Like, Murphy is marrying his two sides together, which is his chaotic side and his friend's side. He's yes. doing a good job. I'm so proud of him all the time. And, like, you know, they're having a totally, like, normal conversation that 20-somethings have, which is, hey, do we kill our new friend or not? Yeah, exactly. Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 Raven's like, hey, maybe no, because he's valuable and he has intel. hmm And Echo's like, no murder. And Raven's like, no, no murder, because he said that Dioz and McCreary are warring because this is high school. Mm, right, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And McCreary used to be the alpha dog before Dioza took over in space. And now she's the alpha, but people follow McCreary. Mm -hmm. So they should start a war within those ranks. Okay, so this whole tattoo thing, like what exactly is the tattoo that like makes them McCreary's people? Um, is it the the crosses on their head? I think it's what like it's legitimately if they have tattoos, they're with McCreary. and if they don't, they're with Diosa. Because Vincent isn't tattooed. Robert wasn't tattooed. Right. Okay, okay. And I'm like, So if you get thrown in prison and you get sent up randomly, if you have tattoos, do you all just kind of decide you're all going to follow the other guy with tattoos? Right. Because, like, I feel like a lot of the world has tattoos. Or, like, someone's like, I like you, McCreary. And he's like, cool, will you get a tattoo for me? And they're like, um, no. You know what? That's totally possible, though. That when McCreary, like, started feeling out who was going to follow him, he was, like, tattooed. Everyone, tattoos, let's go. So I can identify you easily in a crowd. Because I don't care enough to remember your names. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. According to Echo, it's not that easy to start like a war within a, like a clan. Mm-hmm. And then Murphy's like, "Hold my beer," and then he goes and yes. does it in like five seconds. Like, what did he say? Like, oh. did he lean over and be like, "Um, so that guy says that your tattoos are actually really ugly." I imagined him like going over there and being like, you know. Jeremy said that he doesn't like the soup that you make. <laughs> you know, it's like that part in Emperor's New where yeah. they're like, I don't even like your spinach puffs, like that. And do you want to know something else? I've never liked your spinach puffs. Never! <laughs> That's it. She's going down. So in this situation, then Jeremy is Kronk? No, no, no. The guy that um, that he told it to oh, is Kronk. Yeah. I is Jeremy. Ooh, good. Good. Jeremy, I fully just made up, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's not his name. No. No. But we, we have to name them. They don't have names. Exactly. I only care about the ones that get names. And I knew that Robert was a red shirt, and I chose to ignore it. Like, I literally like... What's the word? actively chose to ignore it like as soon as they were like robert oh my gosh we're curing you yay robert and Ro- and she's like oh i trust robert yes and i was like oh robert's gonna die this episode but he's still my new favorite character robin literally in my notes i have written down i'm looking at it abby and dioza lie their butts off to old mccreary about red shirt robert's health i love robert rip i've loved robert since last episode Frickety rip McRipperson yeah. Robert. Bye Robert. We hardly knew V. Anyway so fight starts. Yes. Oh yeah and ta- <laughs> at the end I was like tattoo equals with McCreary just because I'm really excited that I was right. Yes. I was like the tattoos mean something like this guy is this one and this one and I'm like oh okay no it's just if you have them. I also love how all throughout this episode Murphy's like what do you guys need? Chaos? Oh, yeah, yeah I got that. That is no problem. In fact that is my specialty. Chaos coming right up. Remember when Bellamy was like, What's wrong with a little chaos? Yes, that's Murphy. Yes. What's wrong with a little Murphy? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. He's fantastic. So the defectors are heading out to do some manual labor with off screen Kane. Yes. I just assume they're picking flowers. That sounds like something that he would order them to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Diaz is like, Everyone go help Kane. And they show up and they're like, Kane, we're supposed to help you. And Kane's just like, Oh, I don't need any help. Um, do you guys wanna like pick some flowers and then maybe we can give them all to Abby later? <laughs> Why is that something that he would do? I know. <laughs> okay. Can hey Jeremy, can you also find a vase? Yeah, Jer- yeah, Jeremy and Isma have to work together now. Yeah. Or Isma and Kronk. Yes. Like can we just call them Isma and Kronk? Who? I don't know. We will never see them again. You know what? Anyway. Okay. Everything kind of seems chill. Mm -hmm. You know, like everyone's just going to do their jobs, which means it's a perfect time for Murphy to, you know, disturb the peace. Correct. Yeah. So he tells McCreary that his illness can be cured and that Dioza is choosing who lives and dies. Mm -hmm. Which is true. So that's like super awkward, but like also accurate. Yeah. It's really good strategy, I think. Yeah. I love Murphy's really just starting gossip within the whole community. Yes. So McCreary says that Murphy should grab his friends and bail as they agreed, which means McCreary's actually good for his word. Yeah. Which is more than you can say for certain Octavius. Correct. And hope he's not lying. And it's like, he's not. So Murphy then books it back to Space Crew and tells him that he- you know, he succeeded and he picked the fight. And I feel like Echo's really impressed. With Murphy, yeah. I mean, yeah. she likes him. That's why I, I love their friendship. Yeah, I feel like Echo's like, damn, he's actually, he's going to make a good spy one day yeah. when I train him. Yeah. I just want Echo and Murphy to be best friends forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Echo's like, okay, everyone get ready. And I'm going to go tell Dioza that McCreary knows. And um, yeah, okay, I guess bring Shaw. Um, and Raven I want to talk about out. her like she hung the moon. She's like, "Thank you, I love you, you're my best friend." Yeah, you can come. Um, I want to talk about Echo. Oh my god, I always want to talk about Echo. So, um, we got another DM from Amanda at Call Me Bellark. Hi Amanda. Hi Amanda. Hi, hi Amanda. Amanda. Um, you can also call. You can also follow Amanda at AJ Winter Books. She writes books, so definitely check that out. Um, she writes books. I want to read those. Yeah. I'm following her right now. Dope. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, she didn't record an audio thing for this at all because uh, it was just like a quick paragraph in DM, but I thought it was really interesting, so I wanted to talk about it. Okay. Okay. I wanted to also add a little to the Echo discussion because I can't help myself. So I'm obviously a Bellark fan, and what Britt said about Echo being a stepping stone really hit me, mostly because you said that a lot of people don't like her because of the roadblock to Bellark. I don't like Echo for a completely different reason. Actually, that's not true. I like the idea of Echo and her character, but she feels very stale to me. This is because we know literally nothing about her. That's why I find it hard to get behind the Becco of it all. Would love to hear about why Sam loves Becco because I don't see it. The only information about Echo we have is that she is Asgheta and she is a spy. That's it. We don't know about her childhood, we don't know where she lived, we don't know about her previous life before Mount Weather, so I'm a little disappointed in her character this season because I thought we would finally get to learn some of this info. The only info I know is from Tazia in an article I read recently where she thinks Echo is probably an orphan because this character wouldn't be this cold if she was loved all her life. There's a huge disconnect that I feel and I really wish I liked her more. I think that's why I'm loving Shaw because of the fact that he shares his past. It's obviously romantic setup, but I like learning about the characters' lives. We know how Amori grew up, so why didn't they do the same with Echo? Those are all really fair and good points. I literally never thought about that. It's been something that's been in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. for a while. And I've gone back and forth on whether it's a storytelling failure or whether or not it's been on purpose, Mm -hmm. because I think for a character like Echo, I don't know if her past defines her. Right. Oh, I see. As much as her actions do, like her constantly, you know, working to be a better person. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with all the delinquents, you have to know where they came from. Mm -hmm. And in all honesty, like, she's right. We don't know where Echo came from. Right. And I know that I personally like Echo because I find her to be interesting, like, but I've always really loved spies. But, yeah. You know, like, I love spy movies. I love the whole, like, profession, like, James Bond. Like, I love all that crap. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I love Echo just because, like, she she's cool and she's smart and she's a competent woman. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you can't not like Echo because she doesn't have an established, like, backstory because she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I also, I mean, I guess all I really want to say about this is that I would like a backstory. Mm-hmm. Please. I think these are yeah. all great points. And yes, please give it to me. Thank you. Yeah. They, yeah. They're all fantastic points. Like, I mean, we've known Echo since season two, mm-hmm. but we don't really know Echo. No. And I think with Sam's Becco, I mean, I'm sure she'll speak for herself when she returns at any given point to this pod. No. I think it's just that she likes the idea of the clean slate for both of those characters. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the hope and the support that they give each other. It's sort of, like, emotionally a very stable relationship. And I think she really responds to that. Right. But I'll let her speak for herself when she pops back up again. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Amanda, for more of your thoughts. I think they were really smart. Thanks. Thank you, Amanda. Um, where were we? Um, Oh, right. Okay. Um, so Echo bounces and Raven walks over and it's time for a Raven and Shaw moment. Yes. So now I'm kind of starting to get it. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, when I watched it this morning, I was just like, okay, like we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. But like, what else? Yeah. Like, I'm not- I'm excited like, for him to like go on the run with them. Because he did, right? At the end? He went with them? Yeah. Or did yeah. he stay with Kane? He went with no, them, right? No, Murphy stayed with Kane. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. It was just Murphy. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to see him on the run. That's like something we haven't seen from him yet. So I'm excited. Yeah. My thing, I I think with this whole scene, which is very, like, a very sweet scene, is kind of, I'm just, I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, I watch it, I'm like, okay. I think that when, like, this is, like, not even the point of this scene at all, but, like, when Mm. I watched it, I was like, okay, but, like, is this our priority right now? You both have shot collars on. Does it matter if you have a conversation? (laughs) Yeah. Because it's, like, it's never going to be the time. Exactly, Yeah. Yeah. So you might as well get the weird flirting in while you can. Yeah. Right. Because, like, Shaw's like, hey, just once I wish we could have a casual conversation. And, like, Shaw's from our times. So to him, a casual conversation is like, let's go to Starbucks. Yeah, like, let's go to Starbucks and talk about stuff. Like, hey, do you see that weird person on Tinder? Like, what's going on with, like... If they had a casual conversation, they would have nothing in common. They would, yeah. like, hardly, like... Nothing like casual, right? He'd be like, So like what do you what's your Starbucks order? And she'd be like, What's Starbucks? And he'd be like, What's your favorite MCU movie? She'll be like, What's MCU? Yep. <laughs> or like he's like, Yeah, I missed my motorcycle. motorcycle. And she's like, What's a motorcycle? Yeah. yeah. Actually she would she would boy? know what an uh, a motorcycle was. Cause it's yeah, Raven. It like oh that. my god, you know what? Yeah. That actually is what? the thing that they have in common. What? Other than being like huge nerds and computer nerds. I mean, uh-huh. they both can f- fix anything. Yeah. So sh- she would probably love to go on, like, a motorcycle trip with him. Right, yeah. And she does know, like, r- the rover and stuff. So she- he's going to be like, it's, like, the rover, but a bike. Dude, that would be so cool. Like, they could... I'm literally thinking of couples' activities for them, and I'm going to go with yeah. building a motorcycle from the ground up. Domestic Zaven, please. Yeah, that would be cute. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in other not-domestic Zaven news... Raven's mm-hmm. like, hey, come with us. And he's like, no. And she's no. like, yes. yes. And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. No. Because he says, wherever I go, you'll be in danger. And I don't know why that's important to me, but it is. And I'm like, I know why. You do know. Yeah, you know why. Like, And so does she. He, you've seen rom-coms. You know why. He's, he knows. Yeah, he knows. He's seen Nancy Myers movies. I know it. He knows. So Raven says, you know... You either come with us or we're like super gonna kill you. So yeah, that's literally the two plans that we had. So you're lucky that Echo's letting me do this one. And she's like joking, but it's like, no, she's serious. Yeah, no, she's fully serious. Yeah. And like their version of flirting is so weird, but it's kind of cute. Yeah. And he's like, Well, okay. Okay. Well. (laughs) He's like, I literally have no choice now. I have no choice. And also, no one on Tinder would have given me that offer. So Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Sure. So Echo tells Dioza that McCreary knows about the cure, and yes. Dioza's like, oh, crap. Like, yeah, she's like, this is not, um, you know what, this is less than ideal. You know, doesn't she have enough going on? She's, try- she's she trying does. to make a human. Yeah, she's literally busy doing that at all times. Yeah, like, 24-7, she doesn't get a break from that. No. So she radios that it's a code blue, mm-hmm. and everyone scatters. <laughs> Which I love how she so was like, Kane knows what code blue is. Like I'm like, he's been briefed. I was like, when? When you guys were having tea? Yeah. Which they probably did. I mean, probably. But I really love that like everyone says code blue and they all just friggin like, <laughs> they're yeah. gone. Let's go. And Spray's who looks around and they're like, oh, all right. Um, and they start working on their colors immediately. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, Raven mm-hmm. accidentally shock, shock, because she's never done this before. Yeah, but Amori is a genius. Raven's learning from Amori cute this is so cute i wish there was more building of their relationship but the little moments that we do get they're so sweet yes so dioza says hey mccreary's gonna go for abby so we gotta get there first and then she'll take space crew with them so like she's like saying to echo like you have a place with us and i think echo's like oh oh (laughs) that uh yeah yeah. bad news dude i'm out of here yeah this is awkward, but also it's really nice of you to offer, though. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, Kay knows what Code Blue is, so he has to stop picking flowers and, you know, get going. He's like, I don't even have enough for a bouquet yet. He re- <sighs> what size of bouquet is he picking if he's been out there the whole time? Well, how are there a lot of flowers out is there? Is he building he and Abby a wedding arch? Is that what it is? Yeah, I yeah. think so. He's- I just made that up, but yeah. Yeah, thank you. So, now it's time for, like, the big throwdown. It's Dioza yes. versus McCreary. Yes. And Dioza's like, I don't want to fight this, so I'm just going to tell the truth, which has to be new well, for her. as soon as she, like, her armor got taken off or whatever, I was just like, ah! And then as soon as they started fighting, I was like, she's going to tell him! Oh, right? but first, Yeah, first I was she, like, I know exactly what's going to well, happen. Well, first she has to make a speech, though. Yeah. Yes. So, oh, right, yeah. right, 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 yes, yes, yes. She tells everyone about the cure. And Space Crew's kind of watching, and, like, Echo's like, damn, she's good. And Murphy's like, yeah, she's too good. This is, like, yeah. kind of a problem. Yeah. Dioza says that Kane has been working on a settlement for everyone, and that they'll all have a plot of land to call their own. Yeah. Why is that precious? Um, you know why. That's, like, the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because it was Kane's idea. <laughs> he was like, I've been thinking about peace for six years. He's literally been dreaming of getting out of that bunker and making a home for like six years. He's like I've been making maps in my head this whole time. Now he finally gets to do it. Yeah. I don't know about you but I was watching it and everyone kind of seemed into this idea. Yeah everyone was like oh yeah okay dope. And Murphy's standing there going oh this just won't do. Yeah. So he's (laughs) like hmm how can I start a war? I'm gonna throw a rock. Yes. And then like, oh my God, everyone starts fighting. Yes. And I'm kind of really proud of Murphy. He's so good at being like a disturber. He's so good yeah. at it. Yeah. He's like looking at everyone fighting and he's like, this is my masterpiece. Literally. I was like, are you kidding me? Like it is, isn't it? He, I'm like, this is your most prized like, yeah. memory, isn't like, it? Like your best, yeah, your, your biggest, your best work. You did it, bud. Congrats. You started a war that no one needed. Way to go. So space crew are gonna roll out and they're gonna go to a cave, apparently. hmm And then a wild Kane appears. Yes. Like three quarters of the way through the episode, Kane's like, hey, I'm here. And I'm like, dude, I missed Thanks you. Thanks for showing up. I missed you. Thank you for being here. Of course, he was missing for most of the episode because Henry Cusick was prepping to be the director for the next episode. Yes. So like, he's like, hey, we need to grab Abby and Doza and then like go to the ship because that's what co-blue means. So we should do that like right now. Yeah, and Echo is not concerned with that. She was like, "Abby'll yeah, be she's fine." Like, um, you know what? Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, bro, I'm good. Uh, eh. And Kane's like, um, I'm not super down with that attitude. Yeah, that doesn't really sound like what I'm interested in. Yeah, because like, he, like, there's like stuff, and there's a baby and stuff. So I don't know. And he's like, um, shouldn't you be concerned with peace? Because Bellamy and Clark negotiated a surrender, so they kind of need Dioza to keep that peace. And everyone's like, um, boy sure wish we'd known that one. Yep. And I'm like, but well, you... Well, that's... Oh, but this is... It's so frustrating, but like, what could they have done? Like, they all... Like, this is-, this is my whole thing, is everyone's like, they gave Kane the idiot ball and had him not tell the kids, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, that's not the That's, that's not, not correct it at all. It's that Raven and Echo decided not to talk to Kane at all, like two episodes ago. Yes. They were like, should we trust Kane? No, we can't trust Kane. And that was the end of them ever being able to find out about this plan. And Kane didn't expect them to try and escape because he's just like, Oh, I mean, Clark and Bellamy struck a piece. Like, don't you know about it? Like, how would they know about it? But like also, don't you know about it? Yeah, like Kane and Bellamy struck a piece, and like I think he assumed that they would trust him to get the job done that needed to get done. It's, it was just a big, like a really terrible miscommunication. But that's like, I mean, I think that's the thing that frustrates a lot of people. But for me, I love it because all of these, like everyone has their own agendas and they don't trust each other enough to share them. And to me, that makes perfect sense for people who have been separated for a really long time, who have their own groups. Like you don't talk to the other groups. Like you don't have the group chats with the other groups. You don't, you're not sharing information because you don't know. Yeah, so I love that all of these things, they all just crash into each other and everyone's like, damn, communication is not a skill that any of us have. Yeah, that's a hard oops. Yeah, so Sean, and Echo face off. They kind of have, like, a Bellamy and Raven moment where, yeah. like, Echo's like, hey, I'm gonna kill you and Shaw's like, just do it already. And I'm like,
1: didn't yeah. Bellamy
0: and Raven do this in season one? Yeah. <laughs> And I mean they wound up sleeping together, so so who knows? New ship? Who knows? Spy pilot? Oh, I like it. Oh, I like it a lot. Yeah. Yes. Pilot mechanic is what he could be called. They could be called. Why aren't they called pilot mechanic? That's brilliant. Yeah, let's do that now. Done. Change proofed. Okay. Raven drags him away though because like she doesn't want anyone to die. Yes. And then Murphy's like, "Oh man, I'm going to stay with Kane." Oh. And i like, no, don't do that. And he's like, I have to. It's Abby. My thing is like, Murphy hasn't even seen Abby at all this whole time. That's how much she loves Abby. Abby? Has Raven told him like what's going on with Abby or no? Like, is he like, Abby's here. I haven't seen her, but like, she's my bud. And, And like, the funny thing about it is that you think like, oh, Murphy and Abby have a relationship, but you're also like, Abby is Clark's mom. I love that Murphy is so, like, cares so much about his friend's mom. That's nice. And it's, like, the last time that he really saw Abby, Abby first tried to kill Amori, and then yeah. then she drugged Murphy because Murphy wanted to keep the doors closed. Yeah. Um. So they didn't have the best relationship, I would say. Yeah, can you explain, like like, there have been so many Murphy and Abby moments, but... I have such a hard time believing that Murphy would stay in harm's way for Abby. I don't, because Abby was one of the first people to recognize the potential in him. Yeah. And she won his loyalty that way. Like Vincent. Yeah. And, like, she was the first person to look at him and go, I see you for you, and I know that you have the potential to be a good person. And so, like, when he steals the pills for her, like, all of these things add up to he trusts Abby, and so when Abby, you know, sort of does the things that she does later in the season, I think to Murphy, it's like, okay, this person has done wrong, but I, like, there's still someone that matters. You, um, yeah, 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 no, like, I, I get that, and I totally, like, see all of the, like, um, examples of when Murphy and Abby had a connection, and, like, I love all of them, and I love when there are, um, gift sets of them, thank you, but, like, I mean I guess this is just an example of Murphy's character like new brand new character development because I don't see other versions of Murphy staying for anybody except Amori. Well he stayed for Raven. That's true but he had been with Raven for six years. Yeah so this is just another but keep in mind that this Abby being in danger is a direct result of mistakes that Murphy made. Okay that's a good point. We can move on. Yeah. So Murphy's like, okay, uh, I'm going to go fix this. I'm going to stay with you. And Amori's like, God, not again. I love when our again. faves are faves. Right? I love when our faves are each other's faves. Thank you. Oh, big mood. I also really hope that um, Murphy and Abby actually do get to talk because we do know that Murphy's yeah. had addict parents as well. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if we'll really get that, but I think if anyone's going to get and try and boot Abby out of where she is, I think Murphy would be a great catalyst for that yeah in terms of addiction oh my god I would cry yeah so I'm really hoping that that happens I don't think it will but it would be cool if it did it would be cool and it'd be like we have both had our our problems and we've both been better than this yep and I think we need to move forward I think in terms of personalities they just get each other and I don't know why they're Slytherin friends yep you know what? That's probably a big part of it is they both understand what it's like to have very one-minded priorities. Yeah. Yep. So speaking of Abby. Yes. Dioza goes to rescue her and Abby's like, oh my God, what's going on? And Dioza's like, where's the machine? And she's like, it's stowed. She's like, okay, let's get to the ship. And McCreary's like, um,
1: no. nobody
0: nope. He's, he walks in and it's like, you know what? No one invited you to this party. That's this is a mom's only party. This is only for moms and moms-to-be. MILFs only.
1: No No dads. dads.
0: Get out. Go away. But, like, he doesn't leave because, like, he's, like, a cockroach. Yes. God, he and Murphy have so much in common. Yeah. Yeah. So he storms in. Abby throws herself in front of Dioza and says, if she dies, the cure dies with her so they can't hurt them. Yes. And I'm like, oh, my God. Abby Griffin is a hero. Yes. I just, I'm so emotional about this. I feel like this also undoes or attempts to undo a lot of what happened last episode with Abby. Yes. Where, like, you see her in the hero position and you're like, okay, like, this is still a character that can be redeemed. Yes, yes. So McCreary Agreed. says he's going to make Abby wish she was dead, and I'm like, don't touch my wife. You're like, um, I don't think so. I think she already feels pretty bad, yeah. so you could probably throw a lot at her. Yeah, and she, she can probably take it. Yeah. She's been through a lot. Yeah, and... So Dioza pushes Abby behind her and tells her to run because they are best friends now. Yeah. Yeah. But then of course, like Abby is like literally five feet. So
1: I love everyone's
0: OT3 cabioza. (laughs) I love it. Me too. So one of his dudes like catches Abby while she's running and literally just like bear hugs her and like picks her up and like walks backwards. And I'm like, this is because Paige is so tiny. She's like, this is not the kind of hugs I like. She's literally like flailing around, like going and kicking. And I'm like, you're like as big as a minute. You're not (laughs) going to do anything here. It's non consensual. (laughs) (laughs) And then, probably the most badass fight scene that's ever happened happens. Dioza, the one between, yeah, While pregnant, takes out like a whole bunch of people. This is the Winona Earp of it all. Mm. Did you, you watch Winona Earp? No, but I've been to the set of Winona Earp. That's right, you have. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to watching it yet, though. Um, I just rewatched Lost. It's it's very, it's very enjoyable. I do know you, Um, Winona Earp. For those who don't know, is like a oh to dumb it down. It's like a supernatural cowboy show (laughs) Um, about the Earp family, and they all have like a curse and stuff. And it's shot up in Alberta, like where Mm -hmm. like Robin lives. Yeah, and in the previous season, Winona is pregnant. And so they go through the whole like season with Monona being pregnant and getting into all these fights. and that's all I could think about watching the scene was like mm-hmm. pregnant women kicking ass. Yes, I, it's a revolutionary thing that they're actually doing. because mm-hmm. we don't get to see like moms as heroes, and we especially don't get to see like even pregnant though they women. are they are. We never get to see pregnant women like doing anything other than being treated like glass. Yeah, and Dio's is here, like knocking people out, choking people, shooting people, mm-hmm. jumping over tables, and then McCreary like almost kills her and has yeah. her choking, and she grabs a piece of glass and goes, "You really want to kill the mother of your unborn child?" and then stabs him in the neck. I yeah no I don't have I don't I don't have any thoughts. Just the like oof, <laughs> big heavy, oof. and also the thing I noticed when I was slowing down to watch. Uh When McCreary shoots at Dioza, it hits the pin on her uniform and bounces off. Whoa. Like, destiny. Dioza's lucky. So she stabs him in the neck and then she stands up and she's like got like this huge like commanding presence. And she's Mm -hmm. like got like this wide legged stance and she's just like radiating power. I love the choices that Ivana made here. And she goes, it's a girl, by the way. And then just punches him out. It's so good. And she goes to escape and he stands up to shoot her. And it's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what's about to happen? And then Cain for me comes in, which is what I've named Cain and Murphy. Kane. Oh wait, Kane Murphy? Hmm. Um, because it would it would Murph- be Murph- Murphane? Murphane, Murphane, Murphane. All right. Or like, can we do John and Marcus? Mark. No. Jarkus. No. Your worst idea. Uh, so it's obviously Jarkus. Uh, um, they show up and save her, and Kane's like, "Where's my wife?" Yeah, because. You know priorities. <laughs> Dios is like, oof, bad news. Just is like, she'll be okay. We just gotta get out of here. So like, Cain like hauls her out. It's really cute. I love that. Uh, Kane she's and Abby... like, we don't have Abby, but at least we have hope. Literally though, literally. That I know. I would have been real happened. worried if they were gonna stab her right in the stomach. I would have been like, oh excuse me. I, I don't claim angry. this. No. But I love that the thing that they really established in this episode is that Kane and Abby would do anything to protect Dios and that baby. Yeah, which is really cute. Ugh, character development. Just from nine episodes? Yeah. Big fan, big fan. So they bail. And they're gone. And Mercury rallies his troops. And if you watch this scene in the overhead shot, I don't think Paige Turco knows she's on screen. (laughs) Because she's standing in the background, bouncing up and down. And it's really funny. Really? Yeah, it's really cute. I'm like, what are you doing, bud? She's fully just like chilling. She's like, I think she's like trying to get warm and like prepare for like the, ne- yeah. the scene where she has to struggle. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, they're like literally not even hanging on to her. Like she could fully just walk away. No, they have no clue that the cat is so see them. funny. Oops. <laughs> oh, I think it's so cute. But Kree's like, hey, everyone's in the woods, but we have the doctor. And she's gonna cure us all, and And then we're gonna. I guess. Yeah, and they're gonna find Shaw, and they're gonna kill everyone else, and then they're gonna kill all of Wong Crew for wanting their land. And Abby's like, "I'm not down with this at all." Yeah, everyone's waging a war. Crew that I like. Yeah, like my kids there. Yeah. So. But you know who doesn't seem into this? Who? Red shirt Robert. Oh, an angel. Literally now. Hmm. Mercury's like, "Hey, what's that on your shirt? Got your nose?" Just kidding. Got your life. Stabbing you. Yeah. And Abby's like horrified and starts struggling and fighting. She's and like, "I just- literally just did so much work on that guy." Yep. She literally just saved his life, and Mercury was like, "Bye," and Bye. like flicked him off like a bug. But Vincent's like, "No, girl. Now is not the time." And I love that. I Abby- love her assistant. I, I she's so mad about it too yeah she's just like standing there and she like huffs and she's like oh she, she was like right I know that this won't be the way that you die yep you get stabbed next day yep so now we have a war the doctors with the wrong side everyone's in the woods what else could go wrong I bet a lot of things yeah like yeah. maybe stuff that's going wrong in the bunker yeah. So now we just like to talk a uh, real quick thing about our Patreon. You're like, hey, I've heard about this already. I know. Um, so Patreon is a service in which you can donate monthly to some of your favorite creators. Um, For our page, we have the lowest one being $1 a month. You can find that change on the ground, and uh, all the money that we get goes straight back into the podcast for hosting fees and our uh, recording um, resource and, yeah, just all of that stuff like that, and we don't really keep any of it, so... um, (laughs) We we really don't. (laughs) So if you like... Uh, what we do here please consider donating because it really helps us out and it makes us feel good inside it does and it actually really does help us out it helps so much yeah (laughs) like it takes a lot of honestly it takes a lot of burden off of us um because then we can comfortably make these and not have to worry about the hosting fees because they're so high they're very high and we want to make more and there's three of them, and every, like, January or February, it's like, yeah. oh, gotta pay, like, 150 more dollars Good thing, each podcast. <laughs> good thing our Patreon, our lovely Patreon friends... Have already helped us out in that regard. So we don't have to do that. And Zencaster Mm -hmm. and our website hosting, which is (laughs) like if you want like an itemized list, we will absolutely post it. Yeah. That's how much it costs to run this podcast. I literally have like an Excel spreadsheet of everything that we've spent money on. You can have it if you want. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Yes. if you can help, please help because why? It's expensive. That's my favorite thing in the whole world. I don't know why. I, I don't know. I don't... Parts about you delight me. Let's just... Oh, don't nice. worry about okay. it. So, let's talk bunker. Okay. So, Clark's locked up. Yes. Must be another day ending and why. Correct. Indra brings Maddie and Bellamy in to visit her. Yes. And Bell says that Maddie was going to go nuclear if she couldn't see Clark. Uh, checks out. Yep. Because that's her kid. Yeah. They tell her that O is sick. Which is kind of brand new information to Clark, because last yeah. she knew, O was having her arrested. So she's like, oh, crap, what did Bellamy do? Exactly. So Indra actually escorts Maddie out for this conversation. And I'm like, mm, considering what you're about to do to her, maybe just keep her. Yeah. I don't know. But, Bellamy then, tells- but then like she would like have, like rather than them being like, Clark doesn't like that we're doing this, it'd be like she'd see Clark screaming and it wouldn't go as well for him. I... And we'll get to that later, but, like, I think that if Maddie had seen that, things would have gone very differently. Bellamy tells Clark that he used Monty's algae to poison O, Chekhov's algae, and that Indra in O's place can actually accept Dio's terms for peace. Yes. And Bellamy, like, doesn't know if Octavia's gonna wake up, but, like, at this point, you know, they're both kind of comforting each other, so Clark's like, you know, she will... And that he did the right thing and that Octavia's kind of unhinged and she was going to go after the only living piece of land and wage a war on it. And that was nuts. Yes. So and, both, and then there ends like, up being a battle there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what? This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. So Clark and Bellamy are very much like a team. They're like we're going to do this together. We're mm-hmm. going to go to Shallow Valley together. Yes, together. So like when you see something positive, you're like like you're like um this is probably going to go to hell later, right? Yes. Yeah. I literally they I didn't even watch the sneak peek, but they released this as a sneak peek and I'm like if this is in the first 5 minutes of the episode, that does not bode well for the rest of the episode. Yeah, um and like I don't have like the episode in front of me or anything, but like one thing that I did wanna get off my mind right like before I lose it is like Clark screaming at Bellamy being tied up because one of her family members is in danger is like literally exactly like last season when Bellamy was mm-hmm. was chained up. And um it's genius, thanks. We are definitely gonna talk about that. To say to save somebody. Who yep. he is, who's his family, yeah. Because then that, of course, goes all the way back to season three as well. Yes, yes. Yep. Good so stuff. Octavia is sleeping like an evil Disney princess. Mm. Like, what is this bed? Yes, literally, she's like... It's beautiful. Sleeping beauty and Snow White if it was the evil queen. Yep. Yeah. This, I love this room. I love this set. Yeah. It's a new set that we haven't seen before, and, like, the furs mixed with sort of, like, the mid-century modern vibes. It's just, it's so beautiful. Hi, Jackson! And, yeah, second thing, Jackson's there! Jackson's back, guys! Yeah, and he's part of Octavia's crew. So, like, less good. (sighs) I mean, Nyla's back, too. Yeah, but we already knew that she was kind of a nut. Yeah, but she looks really pretty. Yeah, oh, yeah, she looks nice. Her hair, she's still braiding it nice. Yeah, So yep. that's cool. Good to know that and some things don't change. Yeah, Jessica Harmon's just like a beautiful person. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, confirmed. She's very lovely. Thank you. So like, Bell and Indra roll in. Yes. And Nyla's like, I think that Bellamy poisoned Octavia. And Bellamy's like, I didn't do that. What are what? you talking about? I didn't. What sounds fake? What? But okay, go on. I didn't. I didn't do that. And Nyla's like, "Mm, okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, so I just rewatched Nevermore recently. Um, And, like, literally, Bellamy's, like, could have been, like, the person who killed Nyla's dad. Yep. Nyla has a vendetta against Bellamy, and I get it. Oh, yeah. And she's right. The fact that Indra doesn't is somehow a miracle. Yeah. Something happened there. I don't know. But... I like that that shows how different uh, sort of people they are because Nyla is not a warrior, so she doesn't process things the way a warrior does. Right. Whereas Indra has learned to just let things go. Yes. So I think that's the big difference between them, which I think is really cool, but also makes Nyla really dangerous. Nyla, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jackson says some science stuff and Miller's like, English Jackson. And I'm like, aren't you guys supposed to be Maxson? cute? Yeah. You ain't cute right now. No, it was cute, because he was, like, English Jackson, and I was like, "Mm, do you guys always call each other by your last names? (laughs) What's going on there? It's like how Trixie and Katya call each other other Trixie and Katya, because they don't want to call each other Brian Brian and Brian. (laughs) But I was like, I mean, I get it, because their names are the same, you'd just be calling them by your own name, but, like, it's, it's, like, similar, because it's just, like, they, okay. Wow, Robin, are you gonna relate this to drag queens? Hey. Anything is possible on this podcast. Cool. But, like, okay. So, Trixie and Katya are our number, like, are, well, not your number one and two. Your number two and three. Mm-hmm. My number one and two. And they don't like when people call them by their real names, which is both Brian. <laughs> yeah, they're both named Brian. They're um, best friends and they're both named Brian. They only like it when people, um like who are very close to them or like part of their family can call them Brian you call or you can call them Trixie and Katya even if they're out of drag like even though Katya was like on a break from drag and she was like never in drag and was like fully just a dude the whole time you still call her Katya because if you call her Brian it makes her uncomfortable yeah so like is oh that, so you're saying like that's what Jackson and Miller do like is it that's the question like I don't be. I don't believe that Trixie and Katya call each other Brian you know Oh, God, no. Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wonder if that's what it is. So then it would be like, Er yeah, Eric and Nathan then for sure. Well, Jackson has referred to him as Nate before. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. I think maybe in professional circumstances, they don't use their names. Right. That's just like, uh, yeah, okay. That's just like a casual thing. But it's kind of like the Mulder and Scully thing where like never in a thousand years would I ever even want them to call each other fox and dana well that would sound so wrong another thing is that it's just like when they're around other people who like might not know them as well like if you say oh hey nate was this and they'd be like who's nate you'd be like oh yes. miller like yeah. if someone said oh eric was doing this they'd be like who's eric oh oh sorry jackson and you'd be like oh mm-hmm. i know that person and yeah. like only like two people in the world call murphy john some people might not even know Murphy's first name is John. Dude, this is kind of funny because the two people in the world that call Murphy John are Abby and Amory. Yeah, I was just thinking the two, that. The three people in the world that call Jackson Eric would be Miller, Abby, and Kane. Yeah. That's so weird. Abby's about the first names. Yeah. Well, she literally called Kane Kane until after. His mother died, and then that was the first time she called him Marcus. So, like, Abby, there's, like, a significance there. Right. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, we don't really need to get into it because I think it speaks for itself, but I feel what you say. Yes. So, Jackson tells them that maybe they need to prepare for succession because O isn't doing so well. Right. So. And I'm like, oh, darn it. So, I'm kind of wondering in this moment if Miller's thinking to himself that he's the one. Like even in this exact second, he's like, Okay, I'm the next one. It's not Indra. Yeah, and when like, yeah, he's probably just like, Dope, it's gonna be me. And then they're like, <laughs> Indra's like, it's me. And Miller's like, no, it's not. Which is literally the whole next scene. Like yeah. they're all gathered in there. And then Indra's like, Octavia's sick, she might die. She loves her like she loves Gaia. Yeah. And it it kind of looks like Gaia's made peace with that. Yeah. Oh says, or er, Indra says that Octavia's, like, wish was for Indra to be her second, her successor. And Miller's like, -uh, nah, because I was literally just given your position. Which I think is an unfair argument. I also agree. Just because she's been demoted once doesn't mean, like, I don't know. Just because she's not leading this one battalion in this one war does not mean that Octavia would not want her to lead. Yes. I mean, in, in the logic of this, we know that Octavia probably doesn't want that. Yeah. But he doesn't. Yeah. is saying, like, I, we can go to Shallow Valley with peace. We've lost enough people. We've lost hundreds of our people. And Miller's like, mm, no, no, we're going to war. Yeah. She wanted yeah. us to go to war, so we're doing it. But I love them in the middle of Miller being a butthead, even though they've been one crew for six years... They start factioning again immediately. Yeah. Like one of the, I, I want to say she's a crew. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. She steps up and she's like, well, he's Sky know, Crew. Yeah. And she's like, you know, because Octavia is sick, we should all, all of the delegates from the clans should decide who leads next. And then the guy that Kane didn't kill, who we're going to call. Can we call him, um, Lil Friend? Okay, we'll call him Lil Friend. Thanks. So little Friend's like, um, we are all crew. He's not even little. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, um, you wouldn't be alive if they hadn't come from the sky. Yeah. And I'm like, he wouldn't be alive if Cain hadn't spared his life, but go off, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so they all start fighting like morons. And I'm like, you know, this is what happens when you raise people in a culture of violence. Yep. Octavia, look at what you've done. And Miller kind of like... Shoots two things in the air. That's a waste of bullets. Super waste, especially when you're about to go to war, you dummy. Yeah. But everyone kind of follows him and they're chanting, Gon Blon Reda. Yeah. And I'm like, no. So Indra and Bellamy are kind of super bombed. And Indra says they need a real commander. Yep. Cut to Clark being absolutely furious because no. Yep. Raise your hand if you support Clark. My hand is in the air. Um... My hand is not in the air cuz I love Maddie being the commander, thanks. No, but you support Clark's fury that Oh, I support I support Clark's oh, yeah. fury where it whereas like Bellamy promised to k- take care of her and then fully just like went back yeah. on it. But yeah, I do think the, the choice to make Maddie the actual com- like put the actual flame in her head. I never I did not think they were going to do that and I am obsessed with it. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, continue. So Bellamy says that they want to put the flame in Maddie and that it's not really different from Clark wanting to do it to Luna. He does have a point. You know what? That's true. The problem is that Luna was a grown woman who refused and they listened and then didn't do it. Yeah. And Luna was allowed to make her own decision whereas Maddie kind of got backed right into a corner and couldn't make that decision. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like what will happen to Clark if this happens? And it's like if Miller's in charge, Miller probably won't kill Clark. So yeah, like they kind of not lied. hurt Clark. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. So Clark says no, you cannot put the flame in her head because Clark's had the flame in her head. Yeah, she's she like, she knows it sucks. the burden. Yeah, she. So she's like, please set me free, because that would be chill to have agency in her whole her own storyline. What? And Belle's like, um, well, Raven, Echo, Morian and Murphy are my family, and I'm gonna deal with them. So I'm gonna go. She's like, I get it. Like, I get family. I have a family. Yeah, and and Clark, Clark's like, you promised. Yeah. Cuz he did. He uh, yes, promised to protect Maddie and he broke that promise and he still leaves. I don't know how he can leave while she's screaming like that. Yeah. I I don't I don't know how you could let someone that like you care about suffer like that. Yeah. So he just he leaves. He leaves her mm. and he's going to go do it anyway and he to me this just is such a reflection of what he did to her and Heckeldama. Yes. When he was like going to turn her over to Pike and never let her see Luxa again. Yes. To me, that's just like, there is a running theme of them taking away each other's choices and agency, because at the end of the day, even though they work well together, they don't often listen to each other. That's right. It's only when their agendas align that they will work together. But if they don't, they don't listen. Um, okay, so, like, I don't want to start anything, but, like, we were talking about how it really seems like they're paving the way for Balark, and I don't, yeah, like I said, I don't want to start anything, because I'm not about that life, but, like, this feels like they're backtracking a little bit. No, I would agree with you. Yeah. I feel like... Well, I mean, you even said, in last episode, you said, I think they're giving the option of doing romantic Mm -hmm. Balark, but it doesn't, like, they haven't made the decision yet. yeah. And I think that they were also sort of pulling a bait and switch, now that you could see it, yeah, of saying, oh, you know, look at them getting along. Look at this. It's, it's nice now because it's going to suck later yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So they kind of went, okay, here's this nice moment because it's going to suck later. Yeah. So Gaia and her groupies are worshipping the leftover like part of the wall. With Becca on it which I think is so cool so that they thought cool to grab it. They found it like you oh. think they found it like in the actual rubble of the temple like when they came out yeah they were like oh, yeah, probably you know what and I know that they thought this is not a coincidence we are meant to have this and I kind of wonder if actually maybe it was something that Gaia grabbed like beforehand um, before they went under the bunker yeah she just like smashed it out of the wall yeah I mean, I, I mean I definitely we can't ever know for sure yeah. but I think that would be really cool okay yeah so Indra comes in and crashes the party. And she's like, hey, do you guys need snacks? <laughs> and no, they don't need snacks. Mm. Like, moms these days, am I right? right? And so everyone leaves except for Gaia. And Indra tells Gaia that real warriors hate war. Yes. And Gaia's like, well, that's not how you entirely raised me, yeah. but whatever. Okay. And Indra tells her Maddie is a nightblood and that they need a commander. And, of course, is not surprised by this because Gaia already knew. Yeah, I think the thing that, like... Indra is immediately angry about is that Gaia Nguyen didn't, didn't tell her like yeah. yeah and Gaia is furious because Indra has an agenda and it's not an agenda of faith it's agenda of politics yes which I mean it is fair I really like because I'm liking both of these women this season and I don't know how to feel I don't know whose side I'm on I don't either because I think it's a really cool like classic debate of politics versus religion uh-huh and the whole commander thing kind of marries both of those together. So there's no separation of church and state. Yeah, And I love like the the struggle that they have. Like I love that they don't just sit around and talk about boys. Yeah. Like, you know. And I'm loving how many important mother-daughter relationships there are on this show. Mm-hmm. Especially in this episode alone. Like you have like, what? Four different mothers. Yeah. And with their daughters too. Yeah. Because Dio ha- is having a daughter as well. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I don't really like. I can't really name very many father-son relationships other than the Millers. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the closest one is like the sort of borderline familial relationship that Kane has with Bellamy, but they yeah. haven't really built on that much. Yeah, hmm. which which is great because so many shows focus on fathers and sons and fathers and daughters, but mothers and daughters. It's like you got Gilmore Girls, and that's about yeah. it. So this one's really cool. And I love all the different types of relationships. Like, I love that Maddie and Clark's relationship so closely mirrors Abby and Clark's relationship. Yes. You know, that sort of blind devotion to your child. Like, screw everyone. I'm taking care of my kid first. Yes. Which is very much Abby in season one and season two. And basically up until the time jump. Or around season five, I would guess. Or season four. Um, And I love that these two, like, their biggest conflict is conflicting ideologies. Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, Indra makes the argument that they both are kind of responsible for what they did to Octavia, you know yeah. like we turned Octavia into this thing, but now we have a chance to to do something better. Yeah. and they need a true commander. They need a real leader. Yes. And Gaia's like, yeah, it's not actually up to me, even if I wanted to do it. It's up to Maddie. So, of course, Indra brings in Maddie. Well, that's another thing is it's just, like, if you did force it into, like, a Nightblood, then they'd wake up and they'd be like, hi, I have the power of the commanders and also I hate you. That's bad. Not good for you. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. And so, like, now I think this scene makes me so uncomfortable. And I think it's supposed to, of course. Oh, the one where but they're the trying wi- to get, like, they're showing it to Maddie and stuff? Yeah, yeah, because, like, Bellamy immediately comes in, and now it's time for, like, Maddie to make her decision. Yeah. But even the way it's shot, she's, is, like, like very backed much into that- a corner, dude. Exactly. Like, literally backed into a corner. Like, Gaia pulls out the flame, and she's scared. Yeah. And the way they shoot it is, like, from above, sort of. So, like, Maddie seems small. Yes. And then they shoot Gaia and Bellamy from below so that they seem, like, more imposing and more intimidating. And I don't want to, like... It's not really anything like this but I mean like it's a consent thing like a whole thing is a consent thing like I even says you don't Mm -hmm. force it on people it's a consent thing even if Maddie was intrigued before she can say no now yeah and she's being coerced into saying yes which makes me feel gross yeah because she's a kid yes Maddie agreed to it and yes kids can make decisions and Obviously, this is hard, but the entire thing about the Nightbloods and the Conclaves and Successions and everything is that kids are really forced into yeah. it. The the Flame Keepers take the kids from their homes, they force them to train and to fight, and then they force them to all murder each other. <laughs> and whoever is the last man standing takes the flame, yeah. and it's supposed to be like this big like ritual. Like you're supposed to be honored to be the commander. Yes. And like I think that was part of why Luna was so great is because Luna was like it's not great. No, it's like it's not an honor. Yeah. I had to kill my own brother. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't something that I wanted to do. And Lexa even was like we got to stop the cycle. Yeah. We Lexa wanted one crew. Yeah. Le- that's what Lexa was working for like with the coalition was she wanted the idea of one crew. Like both Lincoln and Lexa would like look at what happened and they'd be like you were close. Yeah. You got real close. Not quite though. And I think it's really important to talk about Lexa in this episode because a lot of people are like, it's not about Lexa. I had people telling me like, on Twitter, it's not about Lexa, and I'm like, it's all about Lexa. Yeah, like, I, you know, I know you were a Lexa and everything, and whenever you talk about the Flame, like, I don't consider the Flame to, like, be Lexa or be about Lexa, but she was literally, like, named, and, like, Maddie was- Lexa was speaking through Maddie this episode. Mm-hmm. It's very explicitly Lexa. I I personally don't think the Flame is about Lexa, but I think what happened this episode was absolutely about Lexa. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, Lexa was the- most recent commander. Yeah, literally. And she was, she was the last person to go into the flame. Of course, there's other commanders in there. I really want to hear from Becca. I would love to hear from Becca. And now one of our like actual like main characters, real like person we're real close with is in there and is like a kid. So like is probably willing to talk about all the things that she's learning right now. Yep. Yes. It's like Lexa, she like had it in her head for a real heckin' long time. She's yeah. like, this is old news to me. And also, why do you need to know? But Maddie is like, bro, do I ever have gossip? It's a whole new world. Yeah. I know you live for the drama. Here it is. Exactly. You'll never guess what happened. And I just want to say something like before we get back to this scene is I've seen a lot of people um, talk about how disgusting it is that Lexa is in Maddie's head. Um, because because she had a relationship with Clark. Oh. And obviously this somehow implies that clark's lover is in maddie's head okay that interpretation to me is incredibly predatory yeah and also like they're like um this isn't about lexa but also here's a way to make it about lexa so that it's bad yep yeah and it goes back to the sexualization of um women's relationships with each other whereas they don't think about the fact that you know maddie already knows about lexa yeah obviously and they don't think about the fact that they had an entire relationship outside of the one time that they had set. But all anyone is talking about is, oh my god, gross, Lex is in Maddie's head. That's not how the flame yeah, works. Yeah, can I headcanon you about flame mechanics, please? You don't need to. There's It's literally in the Wikipedia about how it works. Oh yeah, like I, I assume that if Lex is in there, she's like filtering what Maddie's knowing. Literally, that is like it. She, That's canon. She's literally like, here's the knowledge you need to know for this moment exactly. Yep, because Becca built Ally 1.0 to be an AI. Yes. And then that AI was like not ideal. So she built 2.0 to be able to learn and to catalog, yes. which is very close to like the AIs that people are developing yes. now. So it learns and stores information and then it relays that information through the spirit of the commander. Yes. So it takes like an actual form and as we saw in season three, Lexa would meditate to talk to them. Yes, so they're not just always in her head screaming. No, she deliberately goes and accesses the commanders, and the commanders relay their memories on how, like, they can help. Yes. Yeah, they give her wisdom as it applies to the situation they're yes. in. So no. Lexa is not going to be giving Maddie graphic descriptions of she and Clark's sex Who life. do you think Lexa and assuming is? Assuming that is disgusting. <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah, like, and that has been a huge thing that I've oh my seen. Gosh. All of the feedback is this is gross, and I'm like, hmm. There's something really messed up about this take. There's something vaguely, like, misogynist and, like, borderline homophobic. And, like, unconsciously, of course, because many of the members of the 100 fandom, including, you know, both you and I, are in the community. Yeah. But there is something really gross about going straight to this relationship with sexual and now it is going to be passed um, on. Yes. So... Back yes. to the scene, Bellamy and Gaia tell Maddie that there's no other way, that Octavia is too sick to accept the deal mm-hmm. and that Clark doesn't yep. approve. So they they lie. I mean, at least they say That's that a lie. Clark, at least they're not saying like Clark would love it if this happened because Maddie would be like, yeah. "Um, I'm going to call BS on that one." Oh, of course. But the fact that Bellamy kind of puts the kid brakes on it and says, "Oh, well, Octavia is too sick to accept yeah. the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't think to tell Maddie, Octavia like will not accept mm-hmm. the deal and give Maddie even more yes. information. So Maddie says that Clark will never forget Bellamy yep. for this. What's going to happen to yeah. Clark? And Bellamy basically gives a speech saying, this is how we save our friends, our people, the valley, and how you save Weird Clark. how many like Wiki How articles they're writing in the last two episodes. Yeah, so There's... many. Bellamy is like really yeah. busy. Yeah, he's got like his phone out yeah, at all he's times. Just, like figuring out what to do, like how many step, what like how many steps is there? You know, <laughs> he like writes an instructable. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Maddie agrees to take yes. the flame. I mean, it's coercion. I know there's no way around it. I know, but I can't say that I don't like it because I think this is so cool. I think it's a great plot line. I think I think things could have been different if Bellamy had bothered for five seconds. To let Clark have any agency. Right. If Clark had been free and Clark had been able to talk to Maddie, if Clark had been able to talk to one Crew, you know, like Juan Heda is still like a legend. Yeah. You know? Oh, and right. Maybe I they see. wouldn't so have listened to like her. he could have like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like maybe they wouldn't have listened to her, but they didn't give her a chance yeah. to try. They didn't. There were so many other things that could have happened that Clark could have tried to do. Cause I mean it's Clark. She always finds Like the legendary way. Skyripper became the legendary Blood Raina. So if there's a legendary Juan Hedda, what could she become? And in all honesty, if Clark had been free and the flame had been there, I think Clark could have taken the flame. Yeah. I know and she Clark's would. Clark's a nightblood. But I'm I'm real yeah. glad she didn't, because they already did that. They did already do that, but I think there's a difference between her taking it with filtered night blood and going into the city of yeah. light and her taking and it becoming, and actually going. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, becoming Hater. Yeah. I definitely think there's a difference, but I do think it would kind of yeah. feel like they did it already. Yeah, but I think for me, of course, I said even last week, for me, the end game is that Clark ha- somehow the flame ends up destroyed or Clark ends yeah. up with it. You know, I mean, they didn't make Clark a nightblood for yeah. no reason. She, of course, was to survive the radiation. But I think there's there's something else there. And I think it's the flame. And I personally, I love the flame. Yeah. A lot of people don't like the flame. They don't like the whole storyline. I think it's so cool. I think it's cool to have, like, other things in your head. I think it's cool. Like, I love a callback. So, like, I think it was mega cool when, like... I even thought, like, that Allie thing was cool. Like, when people know things they're not supposed to know, and then you get to be like, yeah. oh, but how do they know that? Like, who knew that, you know? Like, in Season 3, in our, like, Lost Season 3 podcasts, may they rest in peace, um, uh, we, like, talked about, like, every time that Allie would have, like, someone who was chipped would have some information, we'd be like, but how do they know that? Who Who yeah. is chipped that had that information? You know, it's, like, cool to, like, map that sort of stuff out to... Yeah, Yeah, to like do some deductive work. And if you have an artificial intelligence at play in your world, it would be ridiculous not to use it. It's a really cool plot device. So Maddie agrees to take the flame and Indra goes to check on Octavia. The dialysis is working, so she's recovering a lot faster than smoke did. Because they weren't able to filter Murphy's blood. Murphy's body had to do it for him. Uh, Whereas the dialysis machine, do you know what dialysis is? So it's basically cleaning her blood for her and then pumping it back in. So she's going to wake up a lot faster. Right. Okay. And, like, they were talking about how, like, Murphy didn't even have, like, a doctor or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, how did they give him nutrients? If he was gone for, like, a week, they're like, how how did he, you know, you need water. You need, like, how did he survive without a doctor? Exactly. I mean, it was probably very touch and go. Because he, he, you can't kill him that easily. So... Octavia tells Indra that Bellamy poisoned her, yes. and Jackson's like, oh my god. <laughs> He's like, what? I have to tell everyone. He's like, we have to go arrest Bellamy. Go arrest Bellamy. I will stay with her. Oh my god. This is a big deal. And then he goes, night, night. Yep. Indra knocks out. I literally and was like, they won't kill Jackson. And then I was like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. I was like, if they kill Jackson, like, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to, like, I riot love if they kill Jackson. Yeah. And Indra tells Octavia that no one is leaving that room. Yeah. Especially I love not Indra in this me. moment. Me you the guy I just knocked out or the guy I just killed so me or yeah. you <laughs> and Indra actually like goes on to explain I think Indra so logically lays all of this out yeah she says Dios is willing to accept a surrender and Octavia's is like you're a traitor and a coward and I'm ashamed of you and Indra's is like well I'm terrified of you so yeah two-way street bud yeah but Indra like I think Indra lives with a lot of regret yeah and so she says I shouldn't have let you shoulder the dark here by yourself yeah and it- Soon. octavia says you stood by and watched and i'm like what did you watch yeah. what did you watch what please did you see what us. happened please tell, tell me everything but indra says she can make up for what happened during the dark here by not letting o start a war now yeah so like did a war happen during the dark year? oh no I want it to be cannibalism it has to be cannibalism right yeah. so they're like in the middle of this conversation and then the ascension horn sounds yes and I was like oh wow so you're putting the flame in a child cool. and I'm like wow I'm Octavia <laughs> in this moment um and Indra said she may be a child but she is the same age that Lexa was right so there's your textual mention of Lexa yeah just so we're clear I know they and they even say they say it again Maddie says it yeah she says hi it's me Lexa in your head like, hey Lexa's right here so it's kind of about Lexa yeah so, this isn't even I a plexa thing. This is just, like, yeah. facts. All due respect to the people I was talking to yesterday who were not overly nice, but whatever. Um, because, like, you know, they're upset. I understand. Like, people are really in their feelings their about the stuff sla- that happened in this like episode. One, half of their yeah. ships slapped the other one. I get it. I know that's upsetting. Yeah. Like, I was absolutely in my feelings after the Kane and Abby l- shock lashing. I didn't want to hear anything. Yeah. So, well, actually, I didn't even ship it then because of that shock lashing. Right. So I get it, but I just want to say... The text is saying, here's Lexa. Yes. So here's Lexa. Yeah. So this isn't really a, a disputed thing. Yeah. And Indra says, one crew will follow a true commander. No one else has to die. And Octavia will see the wisdom in this. And yeah. I'm like, no, she won't. She super won't, but you can keep it trying. It kind of breaks my heart how much Indra and Bellamy believe in who like, oh, could be, but isn't. Yeah. Or like who she might like regress to be. Yeah. You know, like she might go back to who she was. I think was. they like, they miss that person. Like yeah. that eager that eager kid who just wanted to fit in and who just wanted to like bring people together and someone who fought and won and was put in a position that she didn't even want to be in in the first place but she still did it so that nobody else had to hide exactly no one else had to be the girl in the floor and in turn she became a monster yep so if I were Octavia I would feel crazy yeah I mean that doesn't mean anything Octavia's done is right yeah don't get me wrong but I understand why she's just like crazy eyes all the time so clark's still chained up and she hears the horn Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. nyla comes in and we get a nylark moment oh my god wow this is so clearly not a ship anymore nope not in the slightest um nyla thinks that clark is behind the ascension for some reason but i don't know how because clark's chained up yeah clark's literally like i've been here the whole time but okay she thought that she dispatched bellamy to do it right clark's super duper like not behind the stall yeah, and she's she actually, like, no, I'm pissed. Okay, here's the thing that I find fascinating about this scene. Clark flips on Indra Bellamy immediately. Yeah. She's like, oh yeah, no, they did it. And they poisoned Octavia. There's like so much betrayal this season. Mm-hmm. I, I love all the betrayal though, because to me, it's perfectly in character. Yeah. Like when you become a parent, your world changes. Yeah. And Clark, you know, Maddie may not be hers biologically, but that's her kid. And if you mess with a mom's kid, you will absolutely die. And the show spent the first three seasons showing us that that's true because that was Abby's whole role. Yeah. So Nyla goes to leave, but Clark appeals to like her peaceful side. Yeah. Bring her back. Yeah. And I think it's also quite manipulative and it's beautiful in its manipulation, which is they want to stop the ascension. So she's kind of saying to Nyla like, oh, can stay commander. You know? And she's like fully manipulating her. She's like, I'm fully gonna go try and kill Octavia after this. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I hope you don't regret it. Or or, I hope I don't regret this. And Clark's like, You won't. You super will though. You you probably will though. So they head above ground and like Nyla basically just gives us a bunch of exposition, which is like everyone basically wants the ascension to happen. I think that I think I think Octavia thinks she has loyalty from people, but I think people are only loyal to her because they're afraid of her. Yeah, And now that they're free and they're like, okay, we can go back to the way it was, which is we have a commander and we can be our clans and be our people again. Yeah. And our, our entire cultural history doesn't have to be erased by a really angry girl. Uh, by one angry girl. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. But Clark totally ghosts Nyla. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's like, bye. So Gaia prepares the ascension ritual and she tells Maddie not to be afraid, which is nuts because Maddie's a kid. Yeah, she's like, um, I'm scared of most things, but okay. She's like, don't be afraid. I'm just going to stick this weird spidery snake chip thing in your brain. Fully just in and your then neck. people It'll will probably talk hurt. to you. I don't know. I've never done one of these before. She marks Maddie's forehead with the thing, which is what she did to Clark. Yeah. Um, When Clark was going to ascend. And then it's sort of intercut between two different scenes. So we have Clark storming into O's room. And O's yeah. like, she's here to kill me. And Octavia looks delighted. Yeah, she's like, I mean, at this point, just please. (laughs) No, like, I think it's fascinating. Like, Octavia's like, oh, finally, someone does something interesting. And I'm like, you need therapy. (laughs) I'm like, your brother poisoned you. Is that not interesting? Yeah, was that not interesting enough for you? I guess. Um, You know what? She probably did expect that, to be honest. Yeah. So then Gaia activates the flame. And then O calls Clark out and she's like, hey, if you kill me, my people will kill you and Maddie's still going to ascend. So where's the old Clark who had logic and thought with her head? Because you're not doing that right now. Yeah. Like literally Octavia is clocking Clark on everything. It's a lose-lose. And then we cut back to Maddie taking the flame, which is horrific. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I felt so bad. She is like this tiny little thing. She's like, what, 11? Yeah. She's little and her neck is being split open and an AI is being put into it. And like her mom isn't even there. So Octavia proposes that she and Clark work together because uh, the only person who wants Maddie to be commander less than Clark is Octavia. Right. Which is kind of scary. Oh, I thought she was saying that the only person who wants Maddie to be the commander less than Octavia is Clark. No. Oh, well, either way. Okay. Even, okay, yeah, 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 Oh, yeah. wants to stay in power no matter what. Yes. So Maddie isn't waking up and Gaia says every commander kind of takes the flame differently. She's been yeah. preparing for this her whole life. And they put a collar on Maddie to protect the flame. Um, yeah, I think, like, when I saw that, my main thought was just that, like, they didn't want to put makeup on her neck every day. Or, like, so they just put that on to be, like, heal. But also, yeah. now we just put on the collar, we don't have to, like make her all bloody or anything. Yeah. So they have the collar on, but then Miller and crew show up with Clark and Octavia, but it's, it's too late. Yeah. Maddie is taking the flame. And so Clark slaps Bellamy for betraying her. Honestly, like I don't promote violence and it's hard on this show because they do a lot of violence, but like that was, I, I thought it was deserved. I mean, for me, I'm kind of getting tired of white women beating on, Bellamy yes she's right she's right but she he just messed with her kids so I can see her reasoning even if I don't support it yeah um and you know he betrayed her like that's supposed to be his best friend yeah and at this point I don't I don't know if they can ever fix this I'm sure though I'm sure they will yeah um just because you know this show kind of glosses over some really big stuff that Clark and Bellamy do to each other yeah like remember last season you know Clark had Bellamy chained up and then she shot at him and they just kind of glazed over it with one conversation. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, But she wants to take the flame out, but they can't because it's bonding with her mind and she'll die if they take it out. And Octavia's like, still do it. Yeah. Clark's like, uh, nope. No. (laughs) And if Maddie dies, she'll become a martyr, which is not what Octavia wants. Right. So she has someone take Clark and Maddie to the rover And Belle and Guy are arrested for treason. Yes. And Indra. Oh, right. Yes, of course. And Indra. She's just not there. Yeah. Um, Maddie and Clark reach the rover with the grounder dude, whose name turns out to be Joram of Sanketa Crew. Yes. Maddie wakes up and tells everyone this because Maddie has some Lexa memories going on. Dude, like... Literally, I was never that connected to Lexa or anything. Like, I thought she was a good character. Like, I didn't mind having her around, but she was never, like, one of my favorites or anything. I know she was one of yours, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So it's cool to have this, this like, different perspective here. But, like, I fully started crying. So did I. I love a callback. I I absolutely love a callback. I love that this is happening. I'm nuts about this, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's so cool. It's so cool. Because... You know, if you look at it in terms of, like, sci-fi mythology, this hasn't been done before. Yeah. This is really cool. So cool. And so, like, Lexa is talking through Maddie and, like, well, she's not talking through Maddie. Lexa's like, hey, kid, here's the info you need. Maddie's like, thank you. I will use this to save his life. Yes. But, of course, you know, even though he is like, oh, my God, and he calls her Hada and he kneels before her, Clark's like, nah, and murks him. It's like a, it's like a test. Like, will it work? Will they be able to convert Wand Crew into, like, Maddie's people? And it turns out, yes. So she would be a legitimate leader. Yeah. So what happens after this is, like, basically the final nail in that coffin is that them leaving means that Bellamy, Indra, and Gaia will be, you know, either executed die. or, like, yeah. put in the pit. Yeah. They'll die. And Clark doesn't even hesitate. She says they made their choice. Yeah. Yeah you don't mess with a mom. So all three of them are thrown in the ring and O is sort of back in fighting shape because she's, you know, she's up enough to make a Blake speech. Yeah. She says that Maddie isn't the true commander because she didn't recite the lineage. Yeah. I'm like, she didn't say some words. She has the flame in her head, you moron. I mean, it, you know, it's consistent though, because like when Antari was trying to become the commander, the guy kept coming in and who was he was like, "Okay, are you going to recite the lineage now?" And he's like, "Dude, it's like literally not going to be official until you recite the lineage." Like I need you to recite the lineage. So, I mean, I guess yeah, tradition is tradition. Yeah. So she has she But then again, no one else is really checking it but Octavia. Yeah, who even knows Every, what the actual lineage is? Everyone else like, "Yeah, I think only Gaia knows what the who the lineage is." Yeah. So, she says that Maddie is a coward who ran yeah and that she abandoned her people and it is now an enemy of Juan crew and she'll be dealt with mm-hmm. I'm like you're gonna kill a kid <sighs> sounds about right but I mean she did order you know uh Joram to kill she Clark yeah so that's true Octavia was willing to murder a kid how are they ever gonna bring Octavia back from this I don't know dude but first, though, they're gonna fight a war. So she sits on her throne and sees Bellamy all tied up, and she the single tear rolls down her face. And like, okay, so like, love is weakness. But and this is, I don't, we don't know like super lots about her relationship with Gaia yet. But in front of her, she is just like sentenced. Two of the people that she loves the most in her life, mm-hmm. these two people have both betrayed her, and she is now alone. Cooper is dead. What like how? Where did? From her perspective, no where does she go from here? She threw her entire family in the pit. Yeah. Like Indra, who considers her a daughter. Gaia, who is her sister. Bellamy, who is her brother. Exactly. And she's not the type of person to like go back on that stuff. You know, you can't just be like, actually, my bad. Um, Can we not actually? But she's, she's going to have to, because I got to tell you, like the optics of this are also bad. Like, how are they going to get away unless Octavia either stops them from being sentenced or they escape and Sh- Octavia's still pissed? And how are they going to escape everyone else? Like, there's no rescue coming for them. Yeah. Unless someone in that crowd sees the brutality of what's happening and pulls a cane. Yeah. Because, like, again, you've got a white woman and three people of color wow, in that room. Wow, she's right. She's right. It's just, it's bad optics. But, you know, in terms of drama, I would actually love if Octavia went back on it. Yeah. I would love if this the thing that breaks her. I mean, I think so too, but like, I don't know. I just, I can't see it right now. No, neither can I. But you never know. That tear could mean something. Yeah. But I think maybe Indra will have something up her sleeve because mm-hmm. there's no way she's going to let Gaia die. No. No, you're right. Yeah. So you ready for segments? Yeah. So now it's time for segments. My first segment is the post-apocalyptic sass watch. So my favorite line award... this week, goes to Dioza for... You seem upset, McReary. But you need feelings for that, so... (laughs) How stupid is that? How high school? Like, I laughed out loud. Dioza's so petty. I love her. And mine actually also goes to Dioza for... That's a girl, by the way. Yeah. Oh my god, I love moms! So good. My segment is the Octavia Blake shower watch. How you shower when you unconscious? Yeah, she definitely didn't shower. She, If anything, she got dirtier. Yeah. My, my next segment is the most valuable protagonist award. Um, and I, I think I might give it, I think I might do a tie. Okay. I really want to give it up for Maddie, but also Indra. Yeah, I'm going to say... <sighs> I think they both did a great, like, a lot. Yeah. The problem with, like, the Indra one is she helped coerce Maddie, but at the same time... But, I mean, yeah, she wasn't in the room, but, like, she was kind of part of yeah. it. Yeah, but Indra's kind of interest just doing the best she can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Maddie for being the bravest little soldier. Exactly. Mhm. My second segment is the Marcus Kane beard appreciation. Friggin' heroic beard. <laughs> Stormed into a war zone to save Abby Griffin. Season 1 Marcus Kane is quaking. Yeah. A very quick quick beard. Yeah. Quick beard, swift beard, mm-hmm. good beard. Yes. How many episodes since the last murder? Well, wouldn't you know. Look at this, but uh it's going back to zero. Unfortunately, yeah, there has been yeah. another murder. Yeah, there's there were a lot of murders. I like how I say it's going back to zero as if it's moved from zero. <laughs> hey, we had that one episode stream yeah. once, and now we are going to do our trailer reactions in three, two, one, play. play. I haven't seen this. It doesn't matter who you. Want. Oh, I knew it was the oh, pit. Go. Everyone's in the. Ri- oh, Octavia's out. just gotten dirtier. What oh my god. If we don't find you, get executed. I'll kill you. Okay, quickly. so you don't fight. I'll kill you quickly. Oh my gosh. Holy Holy crap. That's why it's called The Last. It's called The Warrior's Will. Okay, so it's all three of them. So like, where's Gaia when Indra and Bellamy are having this chat? Let's go through this. Oh, Gaia is in the background. So Gaia is in the ring when they're being addressed. Gaia is in the background when Indra has a close-up, but in this like far shot between her and Bellamy, like, I don't know where she is. No, and Octavia's got really, really weird war pain Oh my god, Gaia's dead in the background. What? Indra is attacking Bellamy and Gaia is fully dead in the background. Or she has fallen down and has been knocked out. I love the lighting of this, by the way. Like, Henry and Cusick is a master. Um, oh yeah, it looks like she got knocked out or she's dead. No, Gaia can't die though. I know, and she can't die at the hands of her mother. Which means it was Bellamy. If she dies, it was Bellamy. Oh! Oh, oh I just I just realized something. Bellamy what? kills Gaia, so Indra kills Bellamy. Yeah, but none of that's actually gonna happen. No, I know, but, like, that could be the reasoning if that happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, Indra said, I'll kill you quick. Yeah. Interesting. I'm really hoping that Gaia's, like, they've, like, sort of, like, done fake-out deaths. Yeah. Because um, that was, like, that was, like, a big spoiler in the trailer. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Outro? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, If you feel so inclined, you can leave us a review on iTunes. We like those. We do. (laughs) If you're a fan of Riverdale, we enjoy talking about that show. We talked about seasons one and two. And we're going to be talking about Sabrina because it's just going to be dope. And if you're a fan of Lost, we'd like to talk about that show, too. Uh, Season two of our Lost podcast premieres on July 23rd. Uh, Henry Ian Cusick's character is finally showing up. And, of course, we had to have Claire from Metastation on to talk about Ian, obviously. 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 You can follow The Afficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, basically all the things except for Pinterest. Yeah. And like we said before, our Patreon is patreon.com slash The so if you like what we do here, please consider donating, because best is expensive. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Pretty much everywhere. I also run at the 100 script. We are currently in the middle of Nevermore. You should follow it. Yeah. Because people quote tweeting to the random things are friggin' hilarious to me. Yeah. People have been do- like <laughs> speculating as to who's running it, even though it literally says in the it bio. It says, yeah, it says yeah. right there that it's you. I'm telling you it's me. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Join us next episode for episode 510, which is The Warrior's Will. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I thought it was called The Last. No, that was a fake title. Ugh. Stop this. Did you did you not look at the trailer? No, I, lo- I just do what they tell me. It says The Warrior's Will right on it. Ugh. Fine, okay. Well, then That's I don't what know I do. what that means because I prepared to talk about the other title. Stop doing So-y. these fake titles. Sowie buddy. I don't like it. What does it mean? I don't know we're gonna have to find out i didn't do research on that title (laughs) okay we end this podcast frustrated (laughs) okay love you bye okay love you bye